0: On Sunday night, Spanish police released footage of Dublin man Liam Byrne being arrested in Mallorca.
1: The Spanish police were looking for him and when he was in Alcudia on Sunday evening having a meal with family members, they moved in and basically took him away with them.
0: That's Conor Lally, Crime and Security Editor of the Irish Times. The arrest was a huge win for international police forces, but also for the Gardaí, who have now wiped out the Kinan's Irish operation. So who is Liam Byrne?
1: This was the most powerful drugs figure in Ireland for a good 10 years. Ran the Kinahan Cartel's Irish operation, was centrally involved in two gangland feuds that went on for almost 20 years.
0: Byrne was arrested on foot of gun-running charges in Britain and is set to be extradited to the UK. His mistake was to leave Dubai, where he'd been living safe from capture. This is In The News from The Irish Times. I'm Bernice Harrison. Today, who is Liam Byrne and what now for the Kinnahan cartel? Connor, can we start with why Liam Byrne's arrest is so significant?
1: Well, Liam Byrne, you know, may not be as well known as other people who have been involved in the uh, Kinnahan cartel down the years. He's had this uncanny... Ability, I suppose, to stay below the radar to an extent in terms of, you know, public profile. And that's really helped him. But essentially, Liam Byrne, for nearly 10 years, ran the Kinnahan Cartel's Irish operation. And that basically meant he was the head of a gang in Ireland called the Byrne Organised Crime Group, which was based largely in... Crumlin, South Dublin. So the Byrne organised crime group ran the Kinehans drugs empire in Ireland. It took their drug shipments in, broke the shipments up and sent orders to drugs gangs all over the country.
0: So can you describe what happened in Spain on Sunday night?
1: So Liam Byrne was enjoying a family meal in Alcudia in Mallorca. He had been in Mallorca for about 10 days at that stage, um, which, you know, was quite surprising really because he was effectively on the run from the authorities in the UK. He had been living in Dubai for, for some time. Because the authorities in Dubai don't extradite people back to, you know, Britain or the EU, he was pretty much safe there. So his decision to up sticks from Dubai and go on a holiday in Mallorca is regarded as unusual, you know, by the guards. They were surprised by it. So he had been on this holiday, as I say, for about 10 days, but the police in Mallorca had been asked to locate him, try and bring him into custody on behalf of the National Crime Agency in Britain. So the Spanish police were looking for him. They located his rental car and then they found him. And when he was in Alcudia on Sunday evening having a meal with family members, They moved in and basically took him away with them.
0: So what's he been accused of?
1: The National Crime Agency carried out an inquiry into him and they basically allege that he ran a gang in the UK which acquired firearms for other crime gangs so that, you know, he was effectively a firearms wholesaler, if you like. Liam Byrne had gone to the UK from Ireland after the Criminal Assets Bureau took his house on him. That case culminated in about 2018, 2019 and he had gone to the UK about a year or two before then. But then he obviously came under investigation by the National Crime Agency in the UK and he decided to leave and went to... Dubai.
0: And what sort of a life was he living there? Like he was living in Crumlin here? Was he living the equivalent to Crumlin in some British city? Or what kind of lifestyle was he having there? He
1: wasn't. He, he's a father of trees, 42 years old. So he took, a, you know, basically his wife and his kids and he relocated from Crumlin to a place called uh, Tamworth, which is about 20 kilometres outside Birmingham. And the particular part of uh, Tamworth he, he was in is, you know, quite a wealthy suburb. And the really interesting thing about Tamworth is is that Christy Kinahan Sr. lived in Tamworth uh, years ago, back in the 90s. The Irishman who ran his UK operation, a, a man called Thomas Kavanagh, he also lived in Tamworth. And the guards will say the reason why they all ended up there is because back in the 90s, Christy Kinahan made a lot of contact in that general area. So... When a leader of the Kinahan cartel or the Byrne group was going from Ireland to the UK, that's generally where they went
0: to. So, do we get a sense of what his life was like there? Like, was he mixing with the locals in Tamworth, were his kids? Like, what was what was his world?
1: Well, I mean, certainly one thing we do know about him is that he he cropped up at a lot of what you might call prestige sporting events. So he was a regular at things like you know Royal Ascot. He went to Premiership soccer games. He was even pictured wearing an English jersey during the England-Croatia uh, game in Euro 2020. So, he, he you know, he really s- seems to have thrown himself into life in Britain. So, you know, we, we really only ever get flashes of what these guys are at, you know, particularly if they're not living in Ireland. But certainly one flash that we've had is that um, his son, Lee Byrne, who's now 23 years old, and look, it's just really important to say Lee Byrne has no involvement whatsoever in um, crime. But Lee Byrne has been going out for over a year with a young woman called Lily Ella Gerrard and she is the daughter of uh, former Liverpool footballer Stephen Gerrard. So Lee Byrne has tended to hang out with people who've appeared on reality TV, mm. People who are, you know, so social media crew. influencers and yeah. so on. Yeah. yeah, certainly the type of young people that you'd expect to find out hanging in the, you know, hanging out in the VIP area of a club, drinking champagne. Sure. Some of them self-made. Others are there because of who their parents are.
0: Now there's a very different 22-year-old reported about about this same week as well, because Spanish police also arrested 22-year-old Jack Cavanaugh. He's the son of Thomas Bomber Kavanagh. What do we know about Jack and his father? He's very young to be caught up in all this.
1: He is. um, And the short answer is we don't know very much about Jack uh, Kavanagh, really. What we do know is about his father. uh, You know, we know all about him. He's a 55-year-old man. He has lived in the UK for, you know, a very long period of time, well over 20 years. So certainly James Kavanagh would have been probably born in England and certainly brought up there. But they have kind of lived the type of lifestyle in England that the Burns have here. Because Thomas Sag uh, Kavanagh ran the Kinahan's UK organisation, you know, he was a very powerful person in the kinahan empire and is really regarded as one of the senior managers, basically. So As I say, he ran the UK Kinahan operation, but he was arrested back in January 2019 by the police in Britain. They found a 10,000-volt stun gun in his home, so he was charged in relation to that, and he was jailed for three years. Um, By the time that sentence had expired... Other charges were basically pressed against them and those charges were related to trafficking drugs into the UK over a very long period of time on behalf of the cartel. So Thomas Kavanaugh was jailed last year for 21 years. So that's pretty much him out of, you know, circulation for quite some time. And now really the National Crime Agency which is the same agency that caught Thomas Kavanagh, they have now essentially turned their attention to Liam Byrne. He has been arrested and he now faces being extradited back to Great Britain, which I believe will happen. He will go on trial. The National Crime Agency claim they have very strong evidence against him. So if he's convicted in the courts, he's looking at a period maybe in prison of 20 years or so.
0: I'll continue talking to Conor Lally after this short break. You know, we'd all heard, even in in 2016, we'd all heard the surname Kinahan. We'd all heard the surname Hutch. We hadn't until then, I don't think, until David Byrne was killed, heard that there was a, a Byrne crew.
1: I mean, the Burns certainly would have been known to the, you know, very well known to the police, I suppose. I suppose crime journalists would have known who they were as well, but they definitely didn't have that. You know, they weren't as high profile as people like the Kinnahans, Freddie Thompson and other people like that. I mean, I suppose Liam Byrne is a really interesting character in the sense that he's been a drug dealer really since he was a teenager. He has never been charged with a gangland crime ever. Why? Well, he just hasn't been caught. I mean, that's the, you know, that's the honest answer, basically. He did serve some time in prison when he was a younger man. He assaulted a man, like, really badly in a personal row, and he also carried out a robbery when he was about 17. So the combination of those two crimes, he served about four years in jail. He was released from jail at the end of 2004, by which point he was about 24 years old. And when he came out of prison, the gang that he he has always been a member of uh, was involved in the Crumlin-Drimna feud, So they essentially won the feud. That feud ended in about 2010 after 10 years. There was uh, 13 people killed during that feud. Throughout that period of time, the the gang that Byrne was a part of was being supplied with drugs by the Kinnaghan organisation. The gang was led by Liam Byrne's first cousin, Freddie Thompson. But when Freddie Thompson had to flee Ireland under threat by the INLA around 2008, Liam Byrne took over control of the gang and he has been the leader of that gang since about 2008 and really everything was going very well for him and he was doing you know living a very you know lavish uh, lifestyle he was regularly caught here by the guards and you know cars valued at well over 100,000 euros going on lots of holidays to the states Dubai all over Europe until the kinnahan Hutch feud began Particularly when the Hutch gang attacked the Regency Hotel in 2016, trying to kill Daniel Kinahan, Daniel Kinahan was able to escape on the day, but a man called David Byrne was shot dead. And David Byrne is the brother of Liam Byrne.
0: So you talk about, you know, he's, he's very likely, no matter what he does, be extradited from Spain to... To the UK. In your piece this week, I read you called Dubai an extradition shy regime. Mm. So that's a very different kettle of fish. Wh- why?
1: Well, that's a good question. Um the United Arab Emirates just nearly always refuses to extradite people to Britain or EU states. And trying to answer why they are so reluctant is very hard. But what has happened, particularly with Dubai is that a lot of people who are at the very top end of global organised crime would have invested in Dubai over the last 20 or 30 years in terms of...
0: That's property, that kind of thing. Exactly, you know,
1: setting up uh, companies there, property and so on. And... It brings a lot of wealth to other people who are in Dubai and because you are making other people in Dubai rich, you will enjoy protection from those people. So the regime in the United Arab Emirates is, you know, generally not well disposed towards the West anyway. And As I say, because these criminals are bringing a lot of their cash into Dubai they do seem to have a level of protection there. Certainly the guards and the Irish authorities have tried to get a couple of criminals extradited from Dubai to Ireland. And, you know, they just haven't had any success. And the UK authorities have, they have experienced the same thing uh, that the guards have.
0: So I suppose the you know, the courts are going to do their work now. That's, it's, it's the court's business. I suppose the next step is for the various international police forces to track down Liam Byrne's money. Like you you told us that Cab swept in and took a huge chunk of his money a few years ago, but he wasn't living on nothing since then. So what do we know about his assets or what do we know about how much money he has or where it is?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, that's very hard It's very hard to kind of ascertain that. Certainly we know that he had a luxury car garage here. He had a house here, various uh, bank accounts, and that was all seized by Cab, as I say, around 2018 to 2019. The home he's been living in in Britain, or certainly that he was in for a few years, was owned by UK contacts of his. So that can't be really seized because it isn't his property. And what he owns in Dubai, we just don't know. Mm. I mean, that's effectively it. Whatever he owns over there won't be in his own name. And the level of cooperation really being shown by the police in Dubai is so poor that I, I just couldn't see how the guards would know anything about what Liam Burns' assets are over there. Generally what happens in the UK, and that's where Liam Byrne will go on trial now, if a person is convicted and jailed of, you know, for-profit organised crime, the Brits then generally run a second process and they try and find out where your assets are. They'll estimate what your earnings were over a period of time and what your assets were. They will demand you hand over that wealth. And if you don't, you will face extra years in jail. So that's how they kind of operate in Great Britain. And I think Byrne will be targeted in that way. So he'll either have to pay more or do more years in jail. So we might get a look at what his assets are at that point. But again, that will only deal with his assets in England. If he has assets offshore, we just don't know where they are, basically.
0: So Dubai, I suppose, came into focus last year, but also the cross-national efforts to catch these criminals when when in April, the US, Britain and Europol launched the joint crackdown against the Kinnahans. And there's, you know, famously now, there's the, the $5 million bounty for information leading to the rest of the heads of the Kinnan cartel, Christie and his sons, Daniel and Christie Jr., as well as four lieutenants. Now, that announcement represented, you know, massive cross-border policing cooperation. Is there a sense... At all, that the, the Lean Byrne arrest is part of that cross border cooperation? Oh, yeah,
1: that's absolutely uh, part of it. I mean, he's a, you know, he has been a major target of Ngarda Connor for well over 20 years, and he's been a target of law enforcement in the UK and Spain for a very long period of time as well. So if you go back to 2016 when the Regency Hotel attack happened, just before that happened, the Kinahan cartel essentially owned the drugs trade in Ireland, owned a very large portion of the drugs trade in the UK and were also very significant in a European context as well. So they ran the world effectively and they had carved out a huge part of the European drug scene. In the years since then, everything has changed. The Irish operation of the cartel, which Leam ran, has been pretty much wiped out by the guards Thomas Kavanagh, the Irishman who ran the Kinhans UK operation, has been jailed for 21 years. Now Liam Byrne is in, you know, faces going to jail over in the the UK for, you know, quite some time. The Kinahans have also faced things like sanctions from the US, you know, travel bans and so on. So the world has gotten an awful lot smaller and it's gotten smaller because finally EU member states Britain and the US are working very closely and have been for about the last three or four years. And they have matched the kind of cross-border reach that this cartel has always had. Um, You know, they've always operated in lots of countries and it was always going to take an effort by police forces in all of those places to, you know, team up and do it properly and just keep at them. And that's what we find now, and Leanburn is definitely part of that process.
0: Thanks very much, Connor. That's it for today. For more crime coverage, subscribe at IrishTimes.com forward slash subscribe. I'm Bernice Harrison. This episode was produced by Suzanne Brennan and John Casey. In the news, we'll be back on Monday.